During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, April 8th, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Addie OA Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Great morning, Blessing, Addie OA Jr. Andy, how's it going? It's going great. Um, I I got some coffee. Um, what kind of coffee? I've, I got a frozen one because it's a little bit warmer oh. in San Francisco, right? It's a little bit warmer mm -hmm. in San Francisco. I think it's like not warm enough to turn on my air conditioning unit but i definitely want something to kind of you know chill you know i have the window open as you can see in the background a little bit brighter in that section um because it, it was hot as hell yesterday man holy cow Dude. it was beautiful outside and again like when it's 77 outside and beautiful and windy it was 87 in here yeah no i have that exact same thing where i'm you mentioned having an, an ac unit which i didn't realize you have that's like you're balling like you're living the good life over there because yeah, place I bought, is not I bought one that connects to the window. Oh, no, damn. You went like above and beyond to actually to actually live comfortably. I have not mm -hmm. done that. And so I don't have an AC unit in my apartment. And we also live on the top floor of our apartment building. And so like heat rises. And yesterday toward the end of PS, not even toward the end, actually, it was like 10 minutes into PSLW where I had to take off my jacket because I was sweating profusely. And by the yeah. time I finished uh, PSLW, right, and by the time I finished work, Right, like one, I had to finish that episode and I took a quick lay down. I was like, bro, I gotta like catch my breath. It's really hot in here. Um, but then like later on I had dinner plans. I was going to like a group, uh, it was like an iftar for a Ramadan because I have friends that celebrate and so or that participate. And so like I was going to that. But I was like, man, I gotta take a long shower <laughs> before I go to this. Cause if I go to this right now, I'm gonna be all stinky and nobody wants that. Um uh, but yeah, bless hot as hell. Sorry, real quick. Can you click off the dock? It's you've highlighted everything, and I'm gonna have. A have I done? Tech. Oh, that's oh, that was well, that was me. Has, my bad. That was me. I was <laughs> copy <you>. pasting <laughs> from the dock, Kevin, and putting it into my Google Keep. That way, I have my kind of fake dark mode working right now. We were talking uh, about earlier how right. light mode and dark mode. Um, I was going to completely um expose blessing and his sort of weird tendencies. Um, because we were at Achievement Hunter Live, and I was like, "Blessing, you use light mode." Blessing, it is weird tendencies. Is a great like, way to put it. Blessing, you use light mode on Twitter, and he was like, "Oh, I have to, man." And then Blessing said the funniest thing, Kevin. He said, "I switch over to dark mode whenever I'm screenshotting stuff, so people don't call me out on Twitter." <laughs> I, blessing, was... I, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's nothing wrong okay. with it. There are, there are. Hundreds You're a light mode user too. You know that. You know that. Oh, Remember, God, I fought it. Like we had an argument at the studio. Oh my you God! You switched over the computer. I'm like, never touch my computer again. It's just the fact that I've fingers. used Twitter. I, I've used it in light mode for so long that I can't switch over. I tried to switch over to dark mode, and it just doesn't feel right. It's not I can't. Right. I can't reach it in dark mode for some reason. My brain can't <laughs> process it. It's so weird. Like I switch it over, and it's like you know how like you take off your glasses, and like somebody says some shit to you, and you're like, bro, without one sense, none of them work. Like I can't fucking process. Sure. Anything okay. Right now. Okay. I switch to dark oh. mode, and all of a sudden, like letters aren't letters anymore. Words aren't words. They're all different languages, and bro, I can't understand so anything. Much sense. Yeah, look, Kevin understands what I'm saying. Everything's just different. It. It's a different UI. It's a different app, basically. And so I just stick with light mode, but then I lie about it <laughs> when I'm posting screen. If I ever like tweet a screenshot, so, or more, but most but of the like, time, why? Instagram. Who cares? You just have a couple people that like. I love it. I love like, it. Right, every cool, single I can time, this dude. It's the, the problem most is blessing that thing. Any single time I post a screenshot and it's in light mode, I always get comments of like, "Bro, you, ugh, you use ugh, Twitter and I'm gonna throw up." <laughs> I was like, you, "Okay, first of all, shut the fuck up, all right? It's light mode. It's not like I'm over here committing sins. I'm not breaking one of the Ten Commandments. I'm just fucking trying to see better." But people get so disgusted about it, and so now I just fake it. I just I switch over to dark mode and not, I post just mute those people, and then you won't hear them again. You yeah, do but it like a sometimes times and they're gone forever. That's on them. That's on them. Put in your profile. Say I will mute you. If you <laughs> complain about light mode, 
There's a uh, Twitch this... poll up right now. 90% of oh, uh, the viewers God, in Andy. chat are voting for dark mode. And also, Andy. Uh, yesterday on the Twitter uh, poll I put up during the Kind of Funny podcast or interview, I forget which one it was. Maybe it was two days ago, maybe in the morning show. I forget, Kevin. Um, 78% of viewers said that Nathan for you is a yeah, good show I, and Kevin is I actually, wrong about I, his No, no, so there. I actually looked into that. It turns out those all are idiots. Yeah, oh. I, I, yeah, I looked into it. Everyone that voted that way, a moron. YouTube comments. Let us know in the comments if you think that mm -hmm. Nathan for you is a good show and if Kevin's yeah, yeah, wrong. Yeah. Please help me mute you all, please. Uh, Small2714 in chat says, yeah, I'm done with Kind of Funny. This is the last draw. <laughs> So that's what it's come down to. Yeah, but I mean, Kevin, that's why I can't do. That's why I can't mute everybody. It's the fact that the ninety percent favor dark mode, and it's it's you got and you got to think about this too. Light mode is the default. That is what that is the mode you're in when you download the app. For ninety percent of people to be dark mode people, that is like that's an insane number. Like you've won. Like I've it's it's similar to how I have given up that like yeah I'm the weirdo for microwaving my Eggo waffles. I understand that. What? I that, and I'm not fighting against it. Wait, what? Do you, not, do you not toast it after you microwave them? Because that's the move no. right there. Oh, you got rid of your little toaster too, right? Yeah, I don't have the toaster. I gave it to a friend, yeah. Good, good, good. But like, you, you got it, man. You microwave it and then you toast it because that brings it right back. That brings it right back. What is Andy? Talking revelation. <laughs> you you get then, four Eggo waffles. You put it in the microwave on a plate. They're soft as pillows, and it's so fucking. They're that's fluffy. Yeah, so I, I don't want, want that. Soft. Yeah, they're, they're soggy at that. Point, I want my then. pancakes to be I soft. I don't want a waffle soggy. to be soft. Um, the soft waffles are the are the fucking future. Like they're soffles. great. Soffles. Uh, I don't. That doesn't sound as great. But like soft waffles. I here's the thing. Y'all are underrating them. They're great. They're fantastic. Oh, but also, I understand. God. I understand. You guys really like toasters, and so like. I'm not I gonna argue against there. Oh, I love a toaster. I'll throw anything on goddamn toaster. I'll put this fucking Starbucks Frappuccino in the toaster right now to see how it goes. Jesus Christ, Andy! I heard that you were playing a little game called Gundam Evolution. Yeah, how is played it? it last night? Um, last night I believe is the sort of open beta for a lot of people to test out. I was sent a bunch of codes, um, kind of like, hey, here's some codes and maybe some codes for you know your friends to play with you or whatever. So I got a code for you if you want. And Kevin, if you want to hop in with us too, let me know. Uh, Gundam Evolution is a 6v6 Overwatch-like game. Uh, it's essentially, um, there's King of the Hill. There are kind of objectives similar to, like, capturing this zone, capturing this zone. It's all sort of objective-based gameplay, hero shooter type thing where you can choose from, I think, around... 15 maybe 12 gundams and they all have different sort of play styles you have the up close melee brawlers uh you have a genji like gundam character like very oh, fast on its feet you have a gundam character that's like very very big and tanky with the big rocket launchers and obviously they have more health but maybe they don't do enough damage so there's a lot of different classes to go with but it isn't necessarily set in stone like the way overwatch is where it's like Here's the healer. You need two healers. Here's the DPS. Like, it's not really built that way. I think you're kind of meant to be a little bit more flexible with what roles you pick. Um, that being said, a couple of the roles are completely broken. A couple of the Gundam characters are just absolutely bullshit. And we ran into some people that seem like they've been playing the game for the last seven years. Um, the game doesn't look particularly great visually, but I think that's because it's kind of it's a free-to-play game so i think they want anybody to play it um okay. so it is very very light in terms of what it's required to run um, is it overwatch like modes is it like moving the payload is it capturing areas there are no payloads it's mostly captured the areas it's mostly okay. like king of the hill domination type modes um i think we played on about four different maps last night um yeah i i surprisingly had fun with it until we kind of ran into a couple teams that were just really kind of Oh, using more of the broken characters. There's one of the characters called Gundam Barbados from um, one of the more recent Gundam series, and that dude has a big sort of like melee mace and was just kind of like a very, very Doomfist-like character. Dude oh, was shit. flying all over the map. Dude had like a pocket mercy type character healing him. It was just absolute bullshit. It was not fun to deal with. Um... But the game is actually surprisingly pretty fun. I was hoping for more customization, however. I was hoping to, like, 
maybe I could change the colors and the different skins of these Gundam characters, but everything seems pretty set in stone. Uh, but you better believe there's a shop already open. I don't really know what the hell you can buy, but there is a shop available. Now, is this, I forget if they said before, is this free to play or is this going to be a paid game? Free to play. Hell yeah. And yeah. is this one that you think you're going to play a lot of when it comes out? Yeah, eh, probably not. I mean, I'll, it'll, I'll give it a couple of weeks and I'll wait for Overwatch 2 to pop up. Um, I feel like this like might. Right, right, right. I mean, in the same way, Blessing, I think Gundam Evolution is similar to, um, for any Smash players out there, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. <laughs> I see it in that yeah. sort of same vein where it's like, sure, okay. I'll play this until the next big drop of content happens. And the drop for us Overwatch players will be Overwatch 2. But the, I mean, shoot, the beta for Overwatch 2 is in a couple weeks. Here's the thing, Andy. Right? I've been keeping an eye on chat, and chat's just been tearing me, tearing me apart. Right? Here's the thing, chat. Here's this. Here's the thing that chat needs to know is that I fucking love it. I enjoy it. The more, the more I see these fucking comments about how like bless is evil, bless is cursed. They should have done a background on bless. Bless is bringing like a fucking weird energy today. I read all those chats, and they fucking build me. You're more up powerful. I, You're more powerful. I feel powerful. more powerful. You know yeah. what, chat? You want to hear another thing? You want to hear another thing that's gonna make you fucking throw up in your car right now as you're driving? Oh no, Andy. How do you think I sleep in this bed? You How don't. Do you you sleep, sleep on the oh, floor. Hold on a you sleep hold on, on top without any blankets. <laughs> You're close. You're very close. I sleep on top, and then I have like a smaller blanket, a very smaller, a much sm smaller blanket that I use instead of this big old comforter. Why? What? Why? I, know, I just like it better. I just like is, it better. is it not even cold? Is it not cold enough to where you need that? I just, I don't like I don't like being like suffocated by this thing. You know? Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm the opposite. So yeah, like, Kevin, I get the weighted. I get the weighted blanket, Kevin, right? Uh, a couple of years ago at this point, my mom bought it for me. She was like, yeah, it sort of helps you. It kind of makes you feel calm at night. I was like, oh, I love it. And I was like, damn, this thing's actually kind of heavy. I feel like my f legs are falling asleep. Am I about to be, like, suffocated at night? And I'm at the point, Kevin, where I'm about to buy another goddamn mattress just to lay on top of me, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I want to just mm. be in between two mattresses because uh, I just I love the way it feels. Um, I wish it was always freezing cold. That way, I need the weighted blanket. But when it gets warm at night, on some of these kind of you know more summery nights, the weighted blanket just has to go away because it's way too much. Now that's only half the story. The other half is that around like about like twenty five percent of the time, I sleep upside down, right? Like all, like the I, other I way. I did that for a long time. Would you? I mean, you move your pillows though, right? Yeah, I move my pillows. Yeah. I imagine you putting your legs in your pillows like a little. Uh, <laughs> Like, is that for I the mean, TV? Is that because it TV? is for the TV? Kev okay, Kevin definitely knows what. Yeah, what I'm getting at. Yeah, it is for the TV. Yeah, if I want to watch this TV, I'm usually either sitting in this chair or if I feel like laying down, I'll lay down the opposite way. And then half the time, I'm like, I'll fall asleep that way. You know, right? what you I, I fell asleep get. watching the Truman Show the other day. It was great. You know what you should get? Rewire all the like. Get a little uh, cart for like instead of the little uh, stand that you have right now for that TV. Get a little cart with some wheels. Sounds like a lot of work. I mean, yeah, but you knock I it out. I actually kind of like convenient. this idea. And then you just roll it in front. Because let me tell you, right now, I'm sure you enjoy watching TV on your bed. You're going to enjoy it so much more with that backboard. Because you'll be able to sit down. It's going to change your life. It's actually a really good idea. Yeah. 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 No, that's really good. Andy, before we transition to the proper show, I think there was, there was one more game you wanted to talk about. Yeah, there was a demo that popped up recently. For a game that I'd seen some tweets about, I was just kind of wasn't really sure exactly what it was. But if you can bring up the link, Kevin, that I sent you to assets, this is a game called Nine Souls. It is a uh, it's there's a demo available on Steam right now. They basically wanted to make the 2D version of Sekiro. And Holy shit. it's got a really satisfying parry mechanic. Um, it has some really cool extra mechanics that are not found in Sekiro. So there's kind of ways that they're kind of making it their own. This is by Red Lantern Games. I believe the targeted date is sometime 2023, spring 2023, I believe. But I I hopped into it a bit last night. I'm going to be recording a gameplay video for it on that'll go up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. I had a lot of fun with like the short amount of time that I had with it. It feels really good. It's got a uh, really good mobility. And yeah, I think the art style is fantastic. Our style, our style looks incredible. How does it feel compared to like a Katana Zero? Because when I think of like a good feeling action 2D game, that's kind of my go-to in terms of like the swiftness, in terms of like the right. dodging, dashing, pairing. Like, would you compare it to that at all? Yeah, yeah. I feel, I think it's as tight as that, as tight as Hollow Knight is as well. Um, it just, so cool. it, it feels so mechanically sound. And again, the, 
I feel like there's a fine line between whether I'm going to enjoy. Sorry, I'm, there's like a mosquito in my room. I just keep on trying to get. Um, I feel like there's a fine line in between whether your 2D games art style is going to resonate with me and vibe with me. It's really tough to actually kind of like this game yeah. looks more like a flash game and I don't really love the art style of it. But for whatever reason, I think that the art style in this game is just so perfect and I'm really, really digging it so far. Well, Andy, enough about that. Let's talk about today's stories, which include Halo Season 2 details, Metroid Dread's new update, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us. We get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new ps i love you xoxo is up right now that is me and janet talking about the new season backlog season and talking about what the rest of the year looks like for video games you can catch that on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe thank you to our patreon producers fargo brady pranksy and anonymous today brought to you by chime doordash and babble but we'll babble on about that later for now oh, let's begin wow. with what is and forever will be the rope report it's time for some news we have six stories today a baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, Halo Infinite Season 2 launches in early May. This is Nicole Carpenter at oh, Polygon. Wow. Halo Infinite second, not the TV show. This is for the video. Yeah, 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 the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the I'm sorry, the game. The game. I'm bad. <laughs> 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 the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the movie. Yeah, the <laughs> Halo Infinite second season begins May 3rd. Developer 343 Industries announced on Friday. The season called Lone Wolves will add a new battle pass system, new maps, and additional modes. The trailer released Friday morning shows off a bit of those new maps. And Kevin, I have a trailer for you that you can pull up. If you haven't already pulled it up, they can just play in the background. One arena called Catalyst and one big team map, uh, team battle map called Breaker, which appears to have a big lava pit separating parts of the map. The new modes were outlined last month by 343 Industries and include a free-for-all elimination mode called Last Spartan Standing, a new, a new one called Land Grab, and an updated version of King of the Hill. A more detailed report on all-player feedback and upcoming tweaks for Halo Infinite Second Season 2, uh, or sorry, Halo Infinite Season 2, was posted on Halo Waypoint blog over the past two weeks. The first, po the first post covered multiplayer content and accessibility, while a second, published Thursday, detailed the battle pass progression and customization options, among other things. There, 343 Industries said the Season 2 free battle pass track will have more customization options in Season 1 and confirmed that, confirmed that players will be able to earn 1,000 CR Infinite's paid credits with the premium battle pass. Some of those new customization rewards can be seen in Friday's trailer, like a sweet new helmet. Andy Cortez does this seem like enough to get you and the squad back into Halo Infinite? Not in a big way, but it's definitely something that's going to get me back in just to play for a couple of days. It'll, it'll likely be something I stream. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like the way that I game recently, it's really tough for me to stick with a game for a very, very long time. And I'm surprised, honestly, that I played as much Halo as I did, right? Because it was kind of felt like an addiction from November all the way through kind of like the end of January, beginning of February. Um, I played a lot of Halo. I definitely feel like uh, playing the same maps, getting tired of playing the sort of same modes. Eventually, they sort of fixed some of the playlist issues that people were having with it because it starts to get really repetitive when you're constantly playing oddball, when you're constantly playing um, Domination or whatever the hell uh, that game mode is. Um, I'm definitely want to check out the other map, the new arena map. I'm not a big team battle guy, much like you, Blessing. Mm -hmm. I much prefer the 4v4 style Halo. So I think like perfect world, I would be 1000% and I killed the mosquito, by the way. Killed the mosquito. Hell yeah, let's fucking go. Very, very, very great start to Friday. Um, I would be way more into this if we had two arena maps uh, as opposed to like one arena and one big team battle map. Um, I understand that that's still a player base that you need to 
satisfy and entertain in some way, but I, I think it is kind of a bummer that we're only going getting one arena map, um, and hopefully Forge mode gets here sooner than later with... Um, I believe they said it's going to... Is Was it co-op that's going to drop sometime during Season 2, or was it Forge mode? I forget. I think or both. both of them. Um, but then not, it seems like neither of them are going to be there for a launch. I think they're probably aiming for a bit later into the summer for both those things. Yeah, I, it's definitely been a while since I've played Halo. I know that if I were to get back into it, I'd probably be there to stay for a couple of weeks or so. Hopefully this is something that I can, you know, play a couple of games with my brother and my nephew. But yeah, unfortunately, I I do feel like some big changes need to be made game mode wise. Otherwise, I just don't really have Halo on the brain. But also, I think a lot of review season killed uh, any momentum I had for Halo because yeah. there were still points where we'd be talking about Halo and Kevin would say, are you still playing? I'm like, yeah, every night. Like, I was legitimately still playing Halo every night, just hopping into games. But uh, I do think the start of review season killed any sort of momentum that would have kept going for me. Ha going from Horizon immediately into Elden Ring, that kind of uh, that kind of stopped a lot of things for me, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, correction is uh, Shinobi here says co-op is sometimes season two and then Forge is sometimes season three, which feels very far off, especially given how long season one has been. Right. If we're talking about May for the start of season two, then like I I, I my problem with Halo is is it seems like the foundation, the base, the actual core gameplay loop is so good. But the content itself just is lacking in terms of the pace in which they're giving content and the amount of content that there, that there was at launch like there felt like there was such a lack of maps and the, and not all the maps hit, right? Like it's one thing to not have that many maps at launch. It's another thing to have a certain percentage of those maps just not feel great and not feel fun, right? And I think that's part yeah. of the reason why Big Team Battle for me was just something that I didn't gravitate toward as much because like I didn't really I wasn't really messing with those maps as much. And then even for the arena modes, there is the the big map, I forget what it's called, but it's always like a capture the flag type map where it is like a very long ways. There's like the snipers on both sides, right? Like that map was always one where whenever I would get it, I'd be like, all right, here we go. And then there was another one that was also like a a capture map. It was like the one flag capture where it is mm. like this kind of like C shape, you know, you the uh, 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 industrial location kind of map. That one I wasn't really messing with either. And so, like, when you have multiple maps already where it's like, okay, these aren't hidden, and then those are kind of always in rotation because there's not that many to choose from, I think that kind of uh, uh, dampens things a little bit. And then when you just run out of stuff to do, right, and you have a battle pass system that doesn't feel as rewarding, like Halo Infinite, in terms of the content, I feel like had a lot of stuff working against it. And I read this update, and I go all right, like, a, a new arena map, that's cool. New modes, all right. Like, I like the idea of a last man standing mode. Of course, like, people in chat are asking, like, is that Battle Royale? It's not Battle Royale, right? It is, like, I assume it'll be eight, maybe 12 players or something like that, right? Last man standing. It's not going to be looting. It's not going to be what no. you think of when you think Battle Royale. When you think Battle Royale, you think bigger map. You think uh, 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 picking up armor, picking up, like, multiple levels of loot and all this stuff, right? That isn't that. This is just going to be a 12-man or 8-man last-man standing mode, which sounds fun. Like, I'm down to jump into that, but I don't know if that's going to be enough for me to want to get all the way invested into a season. This sound, For me, this sounds like a couple of days worth of playing, even if that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree, and I think, hopefully... Season two is a bit shorter than what season one was. Obviously, season one and Halo multiplayer dropped sooner than it was supposed to, right? They had that sort of shadow drop on that surprise uh, Halo anniversary where they released multiplayer before the game came out. So that definitely added length to season one. And by that point, a lot of people were kind of done with the battle pass. I feel like... Um, I feel like I keep on seeing new articles about how they want to be more vocal and they want to be more uh, open with their communications with the community because a lot of people are kind of getting fed up with it. And at first it's like, all right, community, chill out. Everybody relax. Gamers are so annoying. Why are they so why are they pestering 343? And then uh, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks go by and you start to wonder, actually, where what what is going on with Halo? Yeah. Right. Like we. We've seen certain multiplayer studios say, hey, we're slowing down the content. That way we don't get into crunch, right? So, like, I remember Apex at one point mentioned, hey, our, our content is not going to be like Fortnite, where every week and a half it seems like they're doing something massive. We don't want to overwork our employees. So expect this as the trade-off, right? And you hope that's what's happening over there, but it just seems like 
man, this long has gone by and there's one multiplayer map being added, um, like arena map, which is, are the ones that I, I feel like really matter the most. Yeah. Um, that's just that's a long time to go with only one multiplayer map. So I hope that they obviously they've they see the anger. They see the annoyances that people have in the community. Obviously, some people are way too irrational about it uh, for free to play game. But um, yeah, I think something that also I thought I would have been more into is the customization of the Spartan. I feel like still customizing your Spartan isn't as satisfying as I, as I wanted it to be. It isn't as free. It isn't as open. It feels pretty restrictive. Do you think that's it, because unlocking uh, more stuff feels like it's such a grind because of the battle pass? Like if you if you were unlocking things at a faster pace, do you think you'd enjoy the customization more, or do you think it just overall is not hitting as much as you wanted to? I think it's a bit of both. I think part of the it, it really reminds me of Destiny early days where you would just have your one shader applied to everything. Uh, when really I want to make the shoulder pad a different color than the arm, and I understand that. You know, once you once you get into that nitty gritty section of customizing your Spartan, you're adding a lot of different textures and materials to your Spartan. So that may cause some performance issues or something like that. But I was just hoping there would be a bit more customization. And I also think I was maybe a little too optimistic when it comes to armor pieces, because at the end of the day, it really feels like so many of these armor pieces that aren't the big obvious like here's the cyberpunk armor or here's the samurai armor when it comes to all the other generic armor pieces they it just starts to blend together it all starts to blur together and they seem very very similar andy i want to transition to talking about metroid with story number two metroid dread has a new boss rush mode this is ryan dinsdale of the dinsdale demodel mm. over there at ign a free update for metroid dread has added boss rush <clears throat> excuse me boss rush and other modes nintendo has announced Players can take on bosses one after another in Boss Rush, and while missiles will be replenished after each battle, any damage taken will continue into the next fight. Beating a boss will upgrade Samus's abilities, though, adding to the player's maximum missiles, energy tank, and power bombs. Survival Rush has also been added, a mode similar to Boss Rush, but instead of fighting a set number of enemies, the player has limited amounts of time, or has a limited amount of time, to defeat as many as possible. Neither missiles nor health replenish between fights, but players are awarded with more time for beating a boss, with a bonus for doing so without taking damage. For those seeking a challenge, the one-hit kill dread mode is getting its own version of boss rush, where players must tackle 12 bosses in a row without taking a single hit, which sounds insane. I could never. <laughs> this will, of course, require some serious skill, so Nintendo has added a practice mode for players to select That's specific cool. bosses to fight at will. Nintendo previously added two new difficulty options to Metroid Dread, making Boss Rush and these other new game modes the second major update since the game launched last October. Andy, is this something that makes you want to get back into Metroid Dread? I mean, I think it's great for Metroid Dread enjoyers, and I'd say that I really enjoyed that game as well. But now this this isn't something that would necessarily bring me back in any way, unless we were to do something for a kind of funny stream. Maybe we did like a race of some sort. That'd be really Um, fun. There's a, there's another race, by the way, totally off topic that I've been wanting to do other cus other amazing race. Exactly. Other content creators too. have been doing it. Bless where you start off as a wretch character in Elden Ring. You try to kill the tree sentinel immediately, like as a level one. Oh, yeah, I've been I've been hearing about. This. Um, yeah, that's been something I've been wanting to do this. Like this Metroid Dread boss boss rush mode, I think is fantastic for people who really, really dug the game and its systems and kind of wanted to. Uh, to sort of uh, go, go after those bosses again because once they're done they're done right you can't really just go back at them at any point um in the way that you could in Sekiro, where you could kind of replay those boss fights which i really really enjoyed yeah uh this is great for people who kind of really really dig that game i don't see myself going back to it though for this unfortunately how about you I, I'm thinking about it. I, this is something that I really wanted when I was playing through Metroid Dread because those that was my favorite part of the game, going through the boss fights. I thought those are so well designed; they're really fun. Um, and like, I think for me that was just the peak fun of Metroid Dread was fighting fighting the bosses. It's a thing that honestly, like any game. This is my hot take for the day. Any game that has dope ass boss fights should have a boss rush mode. Yeah. I think it's a thing that should be way more common. I think it's, it's a thing that people should double down on because like oftentimes, like as I'm playing through Elden Ring, as I played through Metroid Dread, as I played through Sekiro, and Sekiro had one as well, as I played through Bloodborne, I would get toward the end of the games or I would get past certain boss fights and go, man, I wish I could do that again. Because like there's a certain, there's a certain like, no pun intended, there's a certain rush you get when you're facing a boss and you're fighting a boss 
over and over and over again and you get you you get it in like 10 tries or 15 tries or in my case of millennia 19 tries and you you beat it and you go 19 jesus yeah man i mean i'll guys of god Listen, you know, it's me, Andy. It's me. It's me. You're right. You're right. I also had a great build for Al Samurai, and I had like my Uchi Katana, which, a tangent, right? People people were getting at me. Of course, they were getting at me because I used the Mimic Terror, which, whatever, I don't care. Uh, Mimic Terror, does the Mimic Terror trivialize, trivialize a lot of boss fights? Sure, but also they gave me the Mimic Terror. Right. I didn't mind about I didn't mind people getting at me for that. What I did mind was people getting at me for using my Uchi Katana, right? For people who play Elden Ring, if you use the Samurai class, that's the default Katana they give you. My thing is, people were saying that, like, Oh man, that's like a broken weapon to use with that boss. Fam, it's the default weapon. That's the weapon they gave me at the very beginning of the game. I didn't work for this weapon. From Software gave me this weapon. If it's broken, then the game's broken. Like, that's not on me. That's on From Software. But I digress. Blame Miyazaki. Um, no, you're right. Blame Miyazaki. Blame, blame Miyazaki. If, it, if this is like a weapon that like I found by like, I don't know, putting in a cheat code or it was hidden be be beneath the depths of like fucking No Cron City or whatever the yeah. fuck. Then it'd be one thing. Then it'd be like, okay, I get, I, I get, I found this powerful sword or whatever. This is a sword they gave me at the very beginning of the game, y'all. Let's all calm down. Um, or you're dual wielding Uchi Katana and Rivers of Blood Katana. It was like Rivers the bloody blood. Katana. Oh, is that the red one? That's a cool. That's a it's cool the red Katana. One. Yeah, that's it's a cool Katana. Cool. Which again, yeah. like that's another one that I found very naturally, and that was the one that like I'm not even using the 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 art of war or whatever the ash of war with it, right? I'm just using like. I'm just I, I have that in my left hand. I'm using it for the dual wielding and for the, the, the combos. That's what I'm using it for. Oh, so you had your mimic and you doing bleed build. Yeah. yeah, I mean honestly they're right to call you up, Bless. That's cheating. It is cheating. So anyway, you know. if Andy Cortez says it, then would, it would have taken me less than seventy tries if people told me that my mimic could fucking heal. Jesus Christ blessing. Oh my god. I fucking oh, you didn't know about the meat trick? The meat strat the meat strat? No, I didn't know about the fucking meat thing. What was it called? The uh the uh, it was something really gross sounding. It's like it sounds... the raw meat. Yeah, the raw right. meat. The raw, the, meat <laughs> the raw meat meta. The raw meat meta, yeah. The raw meat meta. You give your mimic the raw meat, then all of a sudden they get real strong. Oh, we're doing games daily shit. I thought we were just talking about Elden Ring. My, our oh, bad, chat. Our bad. Yeah, everybody. yeah, my bad. My bad. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I get done, or I, I beat certain bosses, right, after doing so many tries, and I'm like, man, it'd be great to go back and fight them again, because that progression of, like, going through a boss fight, right, it's you, it's you getting the muscle memory, it's you... <clears throat> learning the mechanics it's you learning their moves learning their animations and that process is so fun and so satisfying oh, yeah. that like when you, when for me at least when i beat a boss i'm like man all right it, can i keep going though can like i want to go back and fight them more because like i want to perfect this and to kind of lose out on that in certain games after you finish the boss fight i feel like is a bit of a sad feeling for me that's why i'm like dude put a boss rush mode in any game because in, in every game that like has boss fights this good because I want to continue to refine that, right? Like, I mm -hmm. think that is some of the most fun you can have in an action game is, like, refining and learning the patterns and learning all that stuff. And so, yeah, I'm very glad they're adding in Metroid Dread. I might go back to it um, maybe, like, once or twice just to, like, experience it and just to see if I can fuck around and, and beat the bosses again. But I don't know if I'm going to get super hardcore into it now. I feel like I'm past my Metroid Dread era of life right. now. For me, it's kind of on to the next one. But We're in the backlog times right now. We're in the, Yeah, it's backlog season. It's a new season. You smell that, Andy? Smell of backlog. <sighs> Smoky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy, before we transition to the next news story, I want to tell everybody out there about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where they can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank and Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depend on the payer. you got back-to-back -back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. You can get dinner, household essentials, and everything on your grocery list delivered. I'm gonna pause the ad and tell you, ladies and gentlemen, how do I know so much about DoorDash? I used it this morning. I, was, I woke up, I had to get the house ready, I, I had this guy coming to work on the garage, I had the nanny coming over, we had no clean bottles, I cleaned the bottles, and I was like, I'm hungry, and I need coffee, and I don't have time to make either. I DoorDashed uh, Jen and I some breakfast today, and it was great. When I was sick last week, I DoorDashed Gatorade, because I wasn't about to go out. DoorDash is great. Back to what they wrote. Ordering is easy, and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. 
For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. That's 25% off up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code KINDAFUNNY. Don't forget, that's code KINDAFUNNY for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I took three years of French and guess what? It didn't stick. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively easy and fun way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or just have some free time, Babbel teaches you bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually want to use in the real world. Uh, je parle un peu français, and I was talking to Jen's mom here and there about little things. Mon chapeau, you know what it's about. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. I could use that for English. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash kindoffunny. That's babbel.com slash kindoffunny for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel. Language for life. Andy, my favorite thing this week is people going back and forth, right? Because, like, the more I talk about microwaving my waffles, the more the, the, the waffle microwavers start to, like, rise from, from beneath their earth and start to make their presence known. And I appreciate this, this, uh, this chat from Beyond Legendary Night. For people complaining about Blessing microwaving his waffles, buy him a toaster then. And I, I appreciate it, Beyond, Beyond. I appreciate it. I would I would microwave my waffles regardless. Like I, it's not about the lack of toaster, right? If I had a toaster, that'd be cool. But I'm, that's not the reason I microwave my waffles. He likes it is the soggy I, feel. I like them that way. I like them being soft. I like them feeling like I'm biting into a fucking soft ass fucking pillow. It's here. Here's it's what I imagine. Here's what but I like, imagine. There's a CSI episode, and they they keep finding bodies that are laying on top of their comforter sheets with a plate of microwave waffles next to them. They're like, oh, the killer's been here. Like, this is some straight-up serial killer type behavior, and I think we need to be careful. Here's my other thing, too, is that, like, I don't, I don't really eat Eggo waffles anymore. Like, this is a thing that I did growing up and that I did probably into my early 20s, I want to say, but I got tired of Eggo waffles after a while because I like I, I I just grew out of them. That said, if I were to buy Eggo waffles today, I'm still microwaving them. Like, that, Bless, that is the thing. Have I told mm. you how I eat Eggo waffles? No, tell me, Kevin. I get two of them and I toast them, right? Mm-hmm. And then what I do is I get honey and I put it in the middle and then I get and I, I make a sandwich. It's a honey, a, a waffle honey sandwich? Yeah. I can dig it. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. What I I'm used gonna be to be honest with you. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. you made I up. didn't know maple syrup was different than honey. I thought maple syrup was like a synthetic. <laughs> okay, no, honey. that's weird. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just like, not... culturally growing up, we had one thing of maple syrup, but like it, we did sweetened condensed milk as like our we you pour that on a pancake instead mm-hmm. of of maple syrup. So, so many revelations on this show yeah, right now. This yeah. is absolutely oh. just insane behavior. Can I tell you? Mm-hmm. I'm I supposed kid, to be the weird one, man. What the fuck? When I when I was like, I want to say like 13 or 14, there was one Halloween where I had like a bunch of Hershey's Kisses. And you know what I did? Or not Hershey's Kisses, actually. Uh, that was probably some Hershey's Kisses, but it was mostly Hershey's bars. Um, when I would go to microwave my waffles the next day after Halloween, I had the bright idea to put one of those Hershey's bars on top of the waffles. And so it will melt as it's microwaving and create chocolate waffles. And when I tell you that, that was one of the greatest breakfast experiences of my life as a kid. Soggy waffle just sounds like the grossest thing of all time. It's fantastic. It's just a floppy fucking... Only the the bottom one is soggy, and it's only the bottom half of the bottom one. It's the part that's touching the plate. Like, that's the part that's, like, a little bit soggy. And your waffles are getting soggy anyway because you're putting syrup. I don't understand people talking about soggy waffles. No, 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 no. All waffles are soggy if you're putting syrup on waffles. No, 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 no. My, my, my waffles stay toasty on the outside edges and crispy edges. Do you also microwave your pizza, Bless? Leftover pizza? Leftover pizza? Uh, Yeah, most of the time. Go to absolute hell. Go to hell right What's now. I'm microwaving my leftover pizza. I feel like that's well, the most Just eat it cold like the adults that you are. Okay, that's disgusting. You're eating, what, if you're having pepperoni pizza, that's cold. I guess that's like cold cuts. But either, either way, that's disgusting. No, I'm not doing that. 
And cold I don't refrigerate it. I've said bread. this many times. I don't refrigerate it. I just leave it out on the table. That's even worse. You can get like... You can, I feel like you can get stomach viruses that and way. Yet, that doesn't and sound yet here I am. Healthy. I've only ever gotten one stomach virus, and it was from a restaurant that I love and I refuse to stop going to. So, like, it's fun. I'm fine. You I've showed never them, man. Pizza. Cold pizza is the disgusting thing here, Bless. Eating cold pizza, that's the disgusting thing here. You little freak sicko, man. Yeah, you guys are acting like pizza is meant to be cold. Is there meant to be hot it's, meals? It's great. You are, you go to one pizza place right now and say, I want cold pizza. Do you know, do you know what they're going to say? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what the, who the fuck do you think you are? Okay, I'm talking about pizza. one day old, like it's a little cold pizza. Kevin, I'm with you. I stand with you on that one. Also, Kevin, try mm. a, a waffle sandwich with Nutella and syrup in the middle. Oh, we used to do that all oh, the time in high oh. school when we get super high, and it was the best. Dude, that sounds amazing. I might try that. You guys are insane. <sighs> Story number three, we have our BAFTA Games Awards results. This is coming from Marie D'Alessandri at GamesIndustry.biz. Housemark's Returnal won big at the BAFTA Games Awards last night, bringing home four trophies, including Best Game. Jane Perry won Best Performer in a leading role for her portrayal of Returnal's protagonist, Celine Vassos, with the, the Sony, Sony published title also winning the Audio Achievement and Best Music Awards. It Takes Two and Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart won two awards each uh, for Best Multiplayer Game and for Best Original Property for the former, and uh, for animation and technical achievement for the latter, which means unpacking one EE Game of the Year, which is the only award voted for by the public, as well as Best Narrative. The Best Debut Game went to Something We Made's Toem. Here are all the winners from BAFTA Game Games Awards 2022. Again, for animation, you got Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. For artistic achievement, The Artful Escape. Audio achievement, Returnal, hell yeah. Uh, best game, Returnal, hell yeah. Uh, British game, Forza Horizon 5, which I really want to know more about that category. Because, like, how do you win British game? Playground, uh, maybe? Oh, yeah, Playground, I'm sure, like, yeah, they're they're um, uh, central in Europe. But also, like, is it just the best British game? Is it the most British game, you know? Uh, I mean, it was, that game took place you know I mean? in Mexico. So is is it a game where they eat beans for breakfast? And that's another thing is y'all can have me for the waffles. They fucking eat beans for breakfast over, there, over there in know. Europe. First of all, like a, a lot of people in Latin America will eat beans for breakfast, right? You ever have oh, huevos mm, rancheros? I have. No, I think they're I, delicious. Yeah, no, no, I, I think it's the beans on toast. The beans on the bread for me. That the beans it's on toast. Good, is, Andy. crazy. That's a it's wild. Good. Movie. They sorted it out. Also, I know it's the, I know it's the best game from a British developer. I'm joking, y'all. Uh, debut game, Toem from Something We Made. Evolving game, No Man's Sky. Family, Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Uh, game Beyond Entertainment, Before Your Eyes. Game Design, Inscription. Yeah. Multiplayer, It Takes Two. Music, Returnal. Narrative, Unpacking. Original Property, It Takes Two. Performer in a leading role, Jane Perry as Celine in Returnal. Performer in a supporting role, Kimberly Brooks as Hollis Forsyth in Psychonauts mm. 2. Technical Achievement, Ratchet & Clank, Rich Part, and then EE Game of the Year, which is voted for by the public, Unpacking. Andy, I'm so happy that Returnal has finally gotten... It's, it, I was going to say it's come up. It's, that's the opposite. It, it's, it got, it's getting its, <laughs> it's flowers. Been honored. It's, got, it's gotten its flowers. We were finally acknowledging Returnal. Yeah, I actually recently started... Uh, I, I started playing the co-op with Mike recently because I really wanted to run him through some of the bosses. I want him to be able to actually beat the game. And yeah, what a solid fucking video game. Like it just it's it so feels good. as good as ever. I'm just kind of there's been a lot of newer games that have been out since. And I'm just like, I just kind of want to keep on playing Returnal, man. Yeah, man. I saw like somebody tweeted out uh, like Returnal is a love letter to gameplay. And like I was thinking about that as I was like playing um, through the uh, Tower of Sisyphus, right? The, the new endless mode last week. And I was like, mm -hmm. man. They've really, they really nailed it with this one, right? Like the gameplay loop is damn near perfect in Returnal. The weapon feel is damn near perfect. And yeah, like one of the things that I talked about during Game of the Year season last year um, was the fact that like, I think the soundtrack to Returnal is fucking phenomenal, like top tier in terms of 2021. And then also the sound design in Returnal, I think is fantastic and doesn't, I don't think it, it it got its due, right? I don't think it got that acknowledgement, especially in like the the awards uh, award season. And so, like, I'm glad to see that finally coming around to the BAFTAs. Uh, Returnal is winning big, right? It's winning all these different categories that, like, for me, I saw and I was like, man, this should be more common. Like, more people should be talking about how good Returnal sounds as well as how, how good it plays. And so, shout out and congratulations over there at Housemark. Story number four. This year's new Need for Speed game is reportedly now current-gen only. This is Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. 
A new Need for Speed game will be released this November for current-gen consoles only, it's been claimed. Speaking on his premium giant bomb show, Grub Snacks, uh, VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb said EA plans to release the latest title in the long-running racing franchise this holiday. Quote, Need for Speed is still coming this year, dot dot dot, that's true. That game should be coming in November. If you're a Need for Speed, Speed fan who's, who has bought a next-gen console, here's some news. It's next-gen only. They're shifting to next-gen only, uh, Grubb said. If true, it marks a change in strategy from EA. In 2021, the publisher delayed the release of the next Need for Speed game by a year and moved developer Criterion Games into a support role on Battlefield 2042. Laura Meal. EA's chief studio officer told Polygon at the time uh, that Criterion was still handling the new Need for Speed, which would now be released by March 2023 for platforms, including current and last-gen consoles. The last two entries in the series, 2017's Need for Speed Payback and 2019's Need for Speed Heat, were released simultaneously for PS4, Xbox, and PC. While Grubb didn't mention plans for a PC version of the game, he claimed the title could take place in Miami, although he said he was not certain. And I, I, I saw a tweet from Jeff Grubb this morning of him actually clarifying that the game is not taking place in Miami, so take that for what it's worth. Um, but that's cool, right? Andy, I, how do you, what do you feel about a, a new Need for Speed? I, I don't love the idea of it being next-gen only. I think that severely restricts its possibility of selling well. Um, I don't know how many people with new gen consoles are really itching for a need for speed game when i don't think the last few have really blown the doors off right uh, have they even done well sales wise like even when they were kind of on older gen consoles where you have so many units out there in the wild um i think that's going to severely restrict the uh the ceiling for need for speed selling well i think what do you think I, I can see that. I think it's an, it's it's interesting for sure, right? Like I I think the idea of it releasing for next gen only and maybe taking advantage of like technical stuff seems exciting for me. But I also don't view Need for Speed as that franchise, right? Like I view I view like a Forza or a Gran Turismo as that. But even you know Forza Horizon, the the latest one was crushing as well and like that game performed pretty well uh uh technically and so like i don't necessarily see need for speed needing the the ps5 xbox series x like only boost to make it yeah. perform if that's the reason i know like game development is hard right maybe it is a thing of hey we don't have the resources sure to be sure. able to like focus on um optimizing it for both platforms and making it work that way when it just focus on next gen i think that could very well be the case as well um but like i find i think for me the bigger thing is i find it hard to be super excited for a new need for speed like you said like the last few need for speeds i don't think hit as well as they needed to hit from like a critical standpoint i know i've heard i've heard people talk about the latest one need for speed heat and talk about how like oh no this one's better than the previous ones before that but even the previous ones before that like didn't really have big conversation around them like i think payback came out and came out to like yeah, yeah the 2017 one it was like all right for all i could glean from from, from the internet reception of it and, and metacritic and all this stuff and then like there was the Need for Speed reboot game before that. There was like Need for there, there were a few Need for there was like the FMV one. I forget what it was called, right? Like Need for Speed hasn't been what Need for Speed was in the past. It feels like it's another case of EA finding uh, power in like an IP name and going, hey, if we put out a Need for Speed every two to three years, it's going to make enough money to where we can justify keeping on putting it out. I think the one thing that I find interesting about this one is that it's being developed by Criterion. As opposed to, I think it was Ghost Games or Ghost Studio. I think, uh, that's the studio that usually makes the Need for Speed games. Criterion, for the last gen, has been more so support. Like they've been working with with Dice on uh, Battlefield. They've been working on other franchises. They've not necessarily have been making their own thing. Um, and I want to see what Criterion makes. I believe the last Need for Speed game they would have worked on would have been the later ones on PS3, like the the Most Wanted reboot. Uh, and so, like them returning to Need for Speed, I think is interesting. I wonder if what they make feels different from the last few. You know, I think that for me is like a, a is a little beacon of, of hope of maybe they refresh it, maybe they they, they add new things, maybe they make it feel fresh. Uh, my other thing is, man, I wish Criterion was working on Burnout instead. Like, I miss Burnout. That's an IP that's been on ice for a long time. That's an IP that, frankly, I like more than Need for Speed. Um, and you know, I think there could be power in rotating those two franchises. That way you don't have people getting tired of Need for Speed and feeling like there's a Need for Speed fatigue. Um, that that rhymes really well. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I think rotating between Burnout and Need for Speed would have been, would be a strong idea. But, hey, for EA, I, 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 
I'm not surprised that they keep doubling down on Need for Speed and trying to make Need for Speed happen. I'm sure it sells well enough that makes it go that makes them go. Ah, it's worth it. Yeah, I, I mean, I just to me, it's the it's the top of franchise that just screams multi-platform um, cross-generation game in the same way that uh, your FIFA's would be your Madden's like it, that. That's the type of game that Need for Speed is in my mind. I don't see it as this this uh, sort of techno technological marvel right like you're not going to need for speed necessarily for groundbreaking visuals uh in the way that you would go to gran turismo or forza or anything like that um yeah i don't know it's just it's kind of a weird play for me so i i'm noticing that ea gothenburg is who worked on need for speed heat in 2019 and yeah okay. the last thing that criterion worked he on was need for speed e. hot gothenburg Gothenburg, EA Goth Gothenburg. Uh, okay, uh, not like in, the Batman in... Gotham. No, Gothen, yeah, yeah, with an N. Uh, and then Criterion's last game was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, uh, the remastered the re version in 2020. Oh, interesting. Okay, I see that. Yeah, like so somebody in chat asked, like, what's the, I've never played Burnout. What's like the what's the what's the difference of Burnout? Burnout is way more destruction based, right? Burnout, it, it's like it. it when you talk about speed, right? Need for speed. Burnout feels like you're going fucking 100 miles per hour in the races. You can take out other cars and other opponents. And so, like, if you smash into an opponent's car and you smash them into a wall, they'll get taken out and they crash. Uh, and that'll then net you more points, which will net you more uh, 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 turbo to use so you can get more speed, right? Like, it is just a way more arcadey racing game than Need for Speed. And it's just way more extreme and way more destruction-based. And I found it to be, like... It, it's it, it, it's it's a i'm not gonna say like it's more for me it's more fun right but like i know there's probably some people out there that would prefer need for speed underground because it's a bit more grounded no pun intended right but like it's it feels way more fun it feels way more fast it feels way more fucking destructive and i burnout 3 was definitely a fan favorite i know so many people that love burnout paradise as well right and that's one that i don't think has a reason to not be around um and so that's kind of the, that's kind of the difference there andy Let's talk about story number five. The Sonic movie director says he'd love to make a Super Smash Brothers movie. This is Chris Scullion ah. at Video Games Chronicle. The director of both live-action Sonic movies has said he would love to make a film based on Super Smash Brothers, but accepts it would be difficult to arrange. In an interview with ComicBook.com, Jeff Fowler was asked if, given Sonic's presence in the more recent Smash Brothers games, he'd ever be keen on directing a movie based on Nintendo's series. Quote, nothing would make me happier than to just throw all the characters into a battle royale and do a big Smash Brothers thing, Fowler replied. However, he also conceded that it wouldn't be easy to greenlight, saying, quote, that would probably require some work from the lawyers before that could happen. Getting Mario and Sonic in the ring, I mean, everyone would be kind of dying for that, right? That's just classic, Fowler added. And Fowler, I would be dying for that. I would We've seen them at the Olympics before. Yeah, if, like they're able to hang out the Olympics, I'm sure mm -hmm. they'd be down to throw down in the octagon. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know exactly. I, I think this would be a cool thing to see on the big screen, but I don't really know if the like would we need a whole lot of reasoning for it to work, right? Like, is it going to hit story wise if they ever were to go for this? Um, I see this as a fever dream. I don't really ever see this actually happening. Bless. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I want to be the pessimist here, just in hopes that it does happen. But yeah. I think the the difficult thing it's two things right it's what Jeff Fowler's talking about in terms of ma making it happen with the lawyers right licensing like are you gonna have Sega and Nintendo collab on a movie thing that is a lot let alone having Nintendo collab with like maybe other Smash characters if you're making a Smash Brothers movie the only realistic way I think legally to make it happen would have it be like a hey no we're going all Nintendo characters like we're stripping it back we're going back to the first Super Smash Brothers and it's gonna be Mario uh, Luigi Link maybe Pokemon like me even that I think would be a conversation between Pokemon company and Nintendo to go all right like let's make this happen how do we make this happen because like Pokemon company already had their own things going on with Detective Pikachu and the way that they want to treat that IP that alone is a conversation let alone them talking to Sega let alone them talking then them talking to Capcom or whoever else they want to talk to get other characters in so I think le legally that would be where things start in terms of all right let's start small and have it be mario donkey kong link and fox right or something along those lines i think that's first and foremost i think the other thing is figuring out like how, what that looks like in script and in story and there's no idea that i can come up with that doesn't sound like pure fan fiction right i feel like 
it would have to be something along the lines of like all these characters they happen to share a universe and like fox is in space and fox is hanging out with samus and captain falcon and like, yeah it, it, and don't be honest right i thought about this <laughs> i i'm not i'm not gonna lie i have like your google doc yeah <laughs> i have like I have deep lore in my head of what I would want a Smash Brothers movie to be, right? And if I'm pitching it, it would be this intersection of like space and time, right? And like how you combine the two. When I say when I talk about space, I'm talking about yeah, like Fox, Captain Falcon, uh, Samus, essentially being Guardians of the Galaxy and the way that we we view the MCU, like sure, cosmic yeah. stuff, right? Where you have Guardians, you have Thor, you have all that stuff. That's what's happening with Cap. With, with uh, I was gonna call him Cap, like he's Captain America. That's what's <laughs> happening with Captain Falcon, Fox, and all of them in space. But then you have fucking Link, right? Link in my head, the mythical takes, sort of character. You yeah. have the mythical character, right? And I think like you can do some weird story and world twisting to make so that Link is actually in the same like universe and like weird timeline shit is like Mario and them. And it is like in the, in the Zelda movie, which we haven't talked about yet, but like, trust me. Oh yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. In the Zelda movie post credits, it is Zelda from like a different timeline sending link through time because the universes are like, uh, there, there's like a, there's a peril going on, right? Like there's a peril. <laughs> the timeline's being threatened. Love a good peril. Love yeah. a good peril, right? The timeline's being threatened. Master Hand, or maybe Taboo. I think Taboo might be phase three. I think Taboo might be the Thanos of the situation. But let's start with Master Hand, right? Master Hand's fucking shit up. Uh, and he's putting the timeline at peril. Link is sent through time. Post credits, lands in Mushroom Kingdom and is like, how the fuck did I get here? Mm, right? Wow. Like, and by the time we get to the, the 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 last movie of phase one, which is just called Super Smash Brothers, naturally, right? Like it is fucking like kirby is the centerpiece of this right i think kirby is the one who is somehow brings communicating, it all together yeah. brings it all together right the kirby's glue. the centerpiece yeah. kirby is the glue kirby is the kevin coelho who brings fucking captain falcon and all of them from, from space they bring them into the fantasy land they meet them up with mario all of a sudden we gotta fight captain uh, uh, we gotta fight master hand who's somehow teamed up with bowser and ganondorf as well right like all of them have a hand in it i have a whole fucking idea for how this Fowler, works nintendo you listening where are you at let them know bless it just sounds so much like fan fiction. I think that's the thing is I can't think of a way you do it that doesn't sound like fan fiction. What happened to I know a lot of people didn't necessarily love this blast, but when Netflix put out the Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back movie, the sort of 3D version of it, the remake kind of version of it, I loved that art style. I mean, I didn't necessarily love the way all the characters looked, but it was such a really it, it was such a cute take uh, 3D wise on that world. And they just they just stopped making them. And I wonder if maybe too many people hated it because uh, the characters did look kind of weird. Mm. But I, I, I just want to see like I want to see Metroid in that. I want to see the, the Legend of Zelda in that art style. Yeah, it, it just looks so cool. And I wish they were willing to take more risks there. Yeah. And I think like I, I think there's ideas. There's that ideas there that could work. I'm curious to see what, what the Mario movie ends up being and what it ends up looking like. And then in turn, what the Donkey Kong movie after that ends up being and what that looks like. Because, like, if they end up, because we know this animated, right? Like, if they end up sharing an art style and if they end up, if, like, Nintendo ever puts out, like, a Zelda movie or whatever and it is animated and it does seem like something that could cross over, I think they could do something cool there, right? And, like, I don't know. I think the, the weird thing would be if Jeff Fowler is talking about crossing over with Sonic the Hedgehog, what that looks like. Because Jeff Fowler in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie's tone it is very much like comedy, like family kitty comedy in a way that doesn't really lend itself to a like multi multiverse style or like crossover style, like epic kind of thing. Like I'm watching Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movies and being like, oh man, this is like a fun thing that like has dumb humor and Jim Carrey's being Jim Carrey. And I'm not thinking about it too hard because the movie doesn't want me to think about it too hard. Right. right? I'm just here to see the wild shit happen. And I'm here to see Jim Carrey make jokes and I'm here to just hang out. I'm not thinking about the universe. I'm not thinking about the long-term implications of what Eggman might do or whatever the thing is. Um, I think that's the kind of effort you would have to put in to making a multiverse movie and something build up to uh, a Super Smash Brothers thing. Right now, and I know they've, they've talked about, like, a Sonic the Hedgehog um, cinematic universe that they're talking about. Like, even with that, I'm not expecting MCU. I'm not expecting, like, cool 
connections and Easter eggs and like all this crazy stuff that makes MCU MCU. I'm expecting a Tales movie. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a kitty. That's going to be like cool, right? I'm expecting maybe a Shadow of the Shadow of the Hedgehog thing if they ever get there, right? I'm expecting like uh, I think they talked about Knuckles, right? Like I'm expecting the Knuckles series with Idris Elba. Um and I'm expecting with these that to be ring fun. portals like anything's possible, bless. Yeah, like any anything's possible, but it's not going to be deep. It's not going to be like I'll pop as a Sonic fan, but it's not going to I don't think it's going to reach beyond Sonic fans and like kids. You know, mm, okay. I, okay. I, 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 that, that's the thing that I, I that doesn't worry me, but like makes me go, this is not going to happen in terms of Super Smash Bros. movie. Like we can never build up to that. But hey, we'll see. Jeff Fowler wants to make it happen. So maybe we'll make it happen. Speaking of the Sonic movie, story number six, what is Idris Elba hiding? <laughs> Kevin, I have a video that I want you to pull up. It's in the doc. Um, it's a Twitter video. It comes from IGN. Uh, IGN tweeted out, Idris Elba is teasing his involvement in an upcoming video game. IGN we're interviewing Idris Elba for the Sonic movie, of course. And the, the IGN interviewer asked the question, Kevin, go ahead and play the video. Would you would you ever want to voice or do motion capture for like a major role in a video game? 100%. And, uh, you know, there is, uh, watch this space, my guy. There's something coming real soon. Ooh, Idris Elba in a video game. That's all right. Okay. We, we've seen you do little things here and there, but I'd love to see you like, you know, motion capture. Like that's Idris in the game. Yes. Would you would you ever want a voice or do mo- huh Andy huh what do you think he's up to what is he hiding that's it they're doing it they're making him 007 in the video game oh my and god the movies that would be insane huh I would love that so much I thought I already heard that he was out of the running for the movies though Kevin told it who's telling you these things i got sources i mean but like there's also the 007 video game is in development right now from io interactive which is supposed to be separate it's supposed to be like a a 007 origin story maybe that could be interesting a lot of people in chat are saying starfield god of war here's the thing right kevin i'm gonna send you something in assets that i want you to pull up in a second i just i would do anything to just hear that guy like be the main voice of a character just take up the role. I'm talking like a 120 hour epic. It's nonstop Idris Elba. Oh, it yeah. could Somebody be. in chat just said Suicide Squad. Uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, what's his face? There's he already was. a Deadshot though. Or sorry, not Deadshot. What was his? Um... He, but he was Deadshot, right? Was he Deadshot in the last Suicide Squad? I, there's yeah, like a lot the, of those in the shooty movie, shoot in guys. The good movie. In the yeah, good it's one. either the Will Smith guy or the Idris Elba guy. Coincidence? I don't Blood know. Shot. I don't know. So this is the Bloodsport. Right, blood he was Bloodsport. Blood That's Sport. what it was. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, I guess he could be Bloodsport in the game. But like the game had different characters and, and, and actors in the movies already. So I wouldn't think that they're going to double down on like getting movie people into the game if they want to do something different. Uh, this is the asset that I sent Kevin, which is a picture of Idris Elba hanging out with Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima, famously known for getting big celebrities to play parts in his game. We have no idea what Hideo Kojima is working on next. I could see Hideo Kojima putting Idris Elba in his next game because Idris Elba is dope as hell. I'm sure I'm sure Hideo Kojima fucking loves Idris Elba because he's the main of taste. How much of a bag do you have to drop to get Idris Elba to be the main person in your game? That's I gonna mean, be so expensive. Probably as much as it does to get Daryl from The Walking Dead. Oh no, I didn't know. I don't think it's that much. Yeah. Or no, I think it's more yeah. than Daryl. I think it's you think more, it's than, more Darryl. than Daryl. Yeah. Yeah, because Daryl's not a that guy's not like a huge actor. He's been in a lot of things, but like Idris Elba, I think, is a bigger deal. You know, like, he's been in bigger movies as a bigger, like, the antagonist. Mm-hmm. I guess huh. so. Like, Idris Elba definitely is, like, big blockbuster versus, I keep, I keep calling him Daryl. I'll just go call him Daryl. Daryl from The Walking Dead is more of, like, a TV actor. But, like, I, I feel like Daryl like probably was expensive, though. But it is a different level of star. I feel you there. I feel you there. Why can't I fucking remember his name? Norman Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Jesus, I kept yeah. thinking like Reedus the fetus. You know that Norman Reedus fetus, little baby, little BB. It could also be a Call of Duty thing, like Call of Duty known to get big actors sometimes in their games. Oh, that would be so shitty. That would suck. Yeah, but like, I feel like That's it's gonna it's, be it, what it is. You're right. Fuck. Yeah, like it, it Elba, I can like visualize it now, right? Like you get the reveal of Modern Warfare Two, and it is Idris Elba with a gun. Like that fits so well. I'm the Black Superman. You know, he's dirty. Yeah. that thing remember that remember that movie i remember that movie Fucking how did nick love not that li- movie. how did nick so not like funny. that movie it doesn't make did any nick sense didn't like it no. no he hated it yeah how do you feel about the fast the latest fast movie i think he was kind of like eh, it's too much 
I don't like you, Kevin. Can we? Uh, we'll talk about Nick Lennon. I just feel like he's treading down a territory I don't want to go. You know, Andy. I can't wait to see what video game Idris Elba ends up being in. But the reveal of that game is probably just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Drop Shops today, where do I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. There's a peril going on out there. You know what I mean? There's a peril. So you know it's Friday. You see that? That's a big-ass peril. (laughs) (laughs) It's a gigantic peril out there. It's Friday, and this coffee isn't doing shit. I was really hoping that this coffee would give me the boost of energy that I needed. This This coffee coffee is shit. shit. (laughs) It's not shit. Step up your game, Starbucks. Usually you do the damn thing. Out today, we got Astrodogs for Switch. Boreal, Boreal Tenebrae for Xbox Series X and Xbox One and Switch. Calm Colors for Switch. Rocket Cows for Switch. And then World of One for Switch. New dates for you got one new date. XCOM 2 and Insurmountable will be free to download from Epic's Marketplace from April 14th to April 21st. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you were wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and on podcast services around the globe. A lot of people writing in about microwaving rot waffles, which is not what this document <laughs> is for. <laughs> God damn it. I should have submitted a you're wrong in there. It's like, why are you fucking uh, Zaxxon, Zaxxon Galaxian says, if I remember correctly, Halo Season 2 is going to be shorter than Season 1. Season 1 was longer because they had to rush it out and couldn't get all the features out and use that time to pay, that, that time to, to pad dev, dev time. That sounds like something they wouldn't officially say, so I'm going to assume that you got that from a report. Uh, not even wrong. Ag2015 chat says, I'm going to go looking for perils. <laughs> Nano says, Bless said that cold pizza has bacteria. Guess what? Everything has bacteria on it. Um, and it's already cooked. All the bad stuff was cooked away. This is what I, when I took health class in high school, what I was told was that if you leave food sitting out unrefrigerated, there's the chance for it to get bacteria. And then for too long. Things, like, yeah. Poisoning. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like overnight is too long. Am I wrong? No, Turns no. out, you're am wrong. I wrong? You're wrong. You wrong. I've had pizza that's been several days. And I'm okay, no, you're... That, that might be pushing. That's way too much. <laughs> that's Kevin. crazy. Yeah. You know what? There have to be <laughs> pioneers it's... that are pushing the limits. <laughs> you can't, no, you can't just be putting your faith on that in hopes that it's okay later on. Yeah, I, I, all I'm saying is, Andy, at one point there was the first person to ever eat a blueberry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't think in 2022 was the experiment. And then, was the, the, dude, and then like there this. was the dude that ate the blueberry that had gone bad and was like, oh, is this alcohol? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Kevin mm-hmm. will be the first person to eat a pizza after seven days. I can't wait about, for Kevin to discover about new grapes, food. Kevin and wine. I'm talking about blueberries. <laughs> he said blueberry. You can make. You can make. Just so you idiots know, you can make. You can make alcohol out of any anything with sweets waffles. <laughs> waffles for sure. I'll drink some waffle alcohol. Hard to find here. Would. Says Andy, Kevin, Barrett are all wrong about cold pizza. It's gross. Bless. I'm sorry to be around these murderous psychopaths, and I'd watch. My back if I were yes, you. we're Thank the murder so psychopaths, uh, the people who you know don't sleep over their comforters and uh, only it's have just like too this much over. It's too heavy. Here's the thing: I don't even love cold pizza, but I'd choose like cold pizza that's been sitting out for a couple hours over microwave pizza. Like okay, that, that is insane. Yeah, like a soggy pizza. It's just so floppy and gross, dude. I need. And also, like, like, have y'all never woken up with like? sweats like cold sweats and you're like oh man get this get this fucking thing off of me like i'm about to like fucking drown in my own sweat because it's too hot under here you never had that no no not i mean enough to be a weirdo like you are you know i Mm. I mean to be clear i have had that every day in my life i just you kind of live with it (laughs) Uh, uh, okay let's end the goddamn show fucking jesus christ Next week's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. On Monday, it is me and Tim. Tuesday, it is Greg and Gary. Wednesday, it is me and Janet. Thursday, it is Greg and me. And Friday, it is me and Tim. All of that is subject to change, but you'll figure that out as we go. Uh, if you're watching this live on Twitch right now after this, is Mike and the crew playing some Midnight Ghost Hunt? If you want to cast that stream later, you can, of course, subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily.